You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. How's it going, all my archery unfiltered friends and family and people? I mean, my fuckos! <laughs> How's everyone doing? It is Sunday. I know everyone's probably, well, not everyone, probably like five people are like, man, isn't there supposed to be a podcast on Thursday, like usual? Uh, There should have been, but I was on vacation. But I'm cutting you guys a special podcast because today is the Coyote 600 um, that I am shooting in. And the Coyote 600, I'm not going to blow it up and say something huge. This is actually a pretty small, maybe regional type tournament. And it's just... It's gonna. It's an indoor format. It's. I think this is gonna be shot outdoors for space reasons. But what we're looking at is a 300 round, a Vegas round, and then immediately after a five spot round, which would be like a Cincinnati. Or I call it the Cincinnati five spot. I don't know what they. Rudy calls it something else. But um, yeah, that's what. That's so you guys know what I'm doing. All right. We see if I, all this shit that I talk all the time is worth anything. You know, I'll put it on display here. Um. Uh, it's just a little nervous. Like it's been a couple months since I've gotten to compete at anything. I think the last thing I competed at was um, an outlaw, a safari uh, archery event. So you know, it's a little different. This ain't like the the TAC or whatever that it's all popular now because you don't doesn't matter what you shoot. Um, we're shooting for score. We're shooting live, and I've tried to hype this event enough to bring out some names. So I know Rudy Sandoval is going to be there. He's a Hoyt pro. Alan Burnett is going to be there. He's Matthews pro. Um, aside from that, you know, it's just me. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big pro. I'm just a, I'm a small, small potatoes. So I'm a little nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, you know, I keep telling myself, like, hang in there, dude. You're going to do fine. You're going to do fine. You don't got to shoot great. You just got to shoot better than Alec Baldwin. And I think, you know, I think I can figure that out. I think I can work it out. Um, man, days like today, you know, I, I try to try to get a good mindset. I don't listen to any like politics or shit on the radio. I just listen to music stuff that, you know, puts me in a good mood and I'm feeling good. I'm only like a couple blocks away from the event right now. Uh, I'm about to roll up. I'll try to do little updates like as, you know, as time goes on. So we keep it like a live, live update, but I can't guarantee that I can do that. But, um, what I'm hoping is interview the winner of this event and we get a little insight um you know for guys out of state that that aren't in california that or even for people that are in california this this event doesn't mean much right but it really is what you make of it this is a big for me it's a big deal even though it's you know there's not many people shooting it there's not many names out here there's not going to be a lot of um 
you know, a lot of scores to contend with, but it's kind of like a personal thing. I want to do good personally. And um, I'm sure guys in other states or gals in other states, you you people are um, probably got, you know, little indoor tournaments are starting to pop up here and there, maybe indoor leagues, and you want to do your best, right? So hopefully you can listen to this and relate to some of it. Um, here I am, you know, we're the sun's just coming up the uh the field is called black mountain uh it's not a race thing we don't need to make this political it's just the color of the mountain and uh we're gonna we're gonna get underway i i always like to show up to these events early so i can warm up and get some practice in but i don't like i don't i have friends that are like you know i need like 30 arrows or 100 arrows to warm up and it's like that's a tight rope that you're walking because you, you, you got to find a sweet spot where it's like a handful of arrows gets you warmed up and gets your confidence exactly where you want it. And it has to be good enough that it holds until it's time to shoot. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I want to thank you guys for comments on the last podcast. A couple people were like, do you know Real Wild? And I was like, no. I just, uh, you know, the name of the podcast is Archer Unfiltered. So I'm just going to say a bunch of ridiculous shit from here or there, from, you know, here and there. And people were like, well, you know, you're telling a lot of Real Wild jokes. And it's like, dude, I got, I got jokes. So, you know, in an effort to get today started, I'm trying to get my mind in a nice, uh, a nice positive place for competing today. Um, let me see. <laughs> well, let's, let's start with some, uh, start with a real wild joke today. Uh, when Rio wild stands next to Levi Morgan, they look like the number 10. All right. <laughs> and I'll try to pepper in a, I got a couple of real wild jokes. I'll pepper in throughout the day. Uh, only I probably find them funny. Uh, you know, I don't care. You guys can like them or not like them. But uh, hang in there. And, oh, ooh, I said hang in there. That's that's some old guy talk. You guys hang in there, and I will keep you updated on this uh, Coyote 600. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, You know, it... Wherever you are, there are events like this that you can get out there and and have some fun. So I'm hoping I have fun today. Um, Keep you guys posted. Peace. All right, guys. So uh, the first half is done today. Oh, I shouldn't say today. First half is done for now. So we just shot. They kind of. It's kind of cool. Jeff Jenkins is the uh, organizer, and he mixed it so that. Oh, not mix it. He said he he threw a curveball at us. So we're shooting the five spot first, and then we're shooting the Vegas round after. And it's actually kind of cool, because um, we weren't really expecting it. And I mean, it shouldn't matter, right? I'm trying to shoot middle regardless. So we did the uh, the five spot round. I felt really good. Uh, kept it clean until the very last end, and. Uh, I, I mean, people still count it as clean. I shot a five on my second to last target, and um, you know, it still goes to it's still a three hundred, but it's fifty nine x. So for you guys that are, you know, just so you guys know, for you guys that are amateurs or still new to the five spot game, basically, like the X is the whole Vegas ten ring you miss that it's the equivalent of shooting a vegas nine it's not good it's very you know especially not if you're in the pro class it's not 
not what you want. So uh, a little disappointed. I was kind of juiced at first because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to shoot my first uh, 60X, you know, 300 game. Um, but it just didn't happen for me. Uh, a little too nervous or whatever. Everyone's got excuses. You need you know, you know don't need to hear the excuses. But that's where I'm sitting right now. I don't know how everyone else is doing. I'm sure everyone's doing good. Um but uh, yeah, I, I you know my buddy was telling me he's like yeah you know I think you're ranked up that you're you're up there in the qualifications but I wanted the 60x for me I, I didn't you know it doesn't matter to me where I'm gonna get ranked because you know I'm just a I'm just a low budget podcaster now <laughs> but as far as you know pros go uh, you know dropping an X on a five spots not the best you know you might see some pros shoot a 59x. 300 in Cincinnati, they're not going to be happy about it. So that's how we're doing right now. Things are going okay. Uh, I think Rudy Sandoval shot a 355X. Um, I'm not sure how Alan Brunetta did, but as far as pros go, I think we're the only three pro shooters out here. So it's pretty small. Like I said before, it's a small, small potato shoot. It's not... Uh, it's not super big, but you know, I feel like it's a lot of fun, and it's something that we can do to to put pressure on each other, and that's what you know. Ultimately, that's what's going to make us, make us shoot better. Um, let's see what's on my list here. Ah, yeah, we're about to get back to shooting again. In a few minutes, we're going to start the Vegas round. So let's start with a positive. Uh, <clears throat> let's start with a positive uh, fat joke. All right. <laughs> um, they should call. Okay, so here's my joke. All right. <laughs> It's a real wild fat joke. They should call real wild the goat because that guy looks like he will eat anything. All right, guys, wish, wish me luck. We're going in for a Vegas round, and um, we'll see how we do. We'll see how we do. And then uh, I think they're going to take the top five guys, top five guys, or possibly gals. There ain't many girls out here, but they're going to take the top five. We're all going to go to a shoot-off for, you know, some big money. Or I should say they. I'm already assuming it's going to be me, but you never know. Anything can happen at any time. It's anybody's game. So uh, wish me luck. Uh, I hope everyone else out here has fun, and, you know, I hope they have luck, but maybe not as much as me. All right? Talk to you guys in a little bit. Peace. All right, guys. Vegas round is over. Uh, I shot pretty poorly, and uh, I want to blame it on the wind, but I can't. So no excuses. I just shot poorly. But I shot good enough that I'm probably going to be in the shoot-off coming up. So we'll see. I think we got... I think it's going to be the top five guys that are going to be shooting off for money here. First place is 300 bucks. Uh, there's nothing to, you know, there's nothing to scoff at. 300 bucks is some money, you know. I can buy a lot of baby food with that and a couple diapers. Uh, so, you know, uh, stay, uh, well, I'm going to edit this so you don't have to stay tuned, but we'll keep it rolling so you can uh, see how it goes later. All right, so we are waiting to see who's made the shoot-off. As of right now, it looks like the two top studs are Alan Brunetta. Oh, yeah. Uh, myself. How's it going? Good. Rudy Sandoval's up in the mix. Hello. Do you guys? Uh, who do you guys think else is going to be up there? Elliot. Elliot and I think possibly Gus Ulrich. That, that is who it is. That is who it is? So that's going to be the five going into the money shoot-off. I'll uh, keep you guys posted. Don't go. Don't go anywhere. Don't tune into other podcasts. All right. Looks like we were wrong. 
Wendell Souza is top. Alan Brunetta tied Elliot Lee. Tied with, oh no, Elliot Lee is next with Billy Wolf following him, and then Rudy Sandoval is going to be the top five for the shootoff. I'm actually standing right next to Elliot Lee. How'd it go today, Elliot? Going all right. You know, just shooting, trying to have fun. We were on the same veil together. I thought you were doing pretty good. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I was watching you. You were drilling. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, you're making me blush. You excited about the shootoff? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do great, buddy. All right. Good luck, Elliot. Yeah, thank you. You too. Uh, number one in open, Wendell Souza. Then Alan Brunetta. Uh, Elliot Lee. Bill Wolf. And Rudy Sandoval. So you guys can join us over those targets. We're going to run our shoot-off real fast, figure out who our top three are, four and five, and then we will uh, get to awards. All right, guys. So it is done. The shoot-off was pretty crazy. Um, I think I had mentioned it before that the uh, the five shoot-off guys were myself, Alan Brunetta, Rudy Sandoval, uh, Billy Wing, and Elliot Lee. So it was pretty much, you know, three West Coast guys versus two Predators guys. And it went like, you know, it, it went how you, how you would expect it to go. West Coast guys tend to be pretty pretty experienced shooters. I know Predators has a couple experienced guys, but most, most of them are still, you know, relatively new at the whole competition thing um at least competition at a high level uh, i gotta say the the shoot off was probably my most favorite part of this whole experience um it started off uh it, okay i should also i know i'm like jumping around a whole bunch on this one this is like a whole lot of stuff that happened today that i was just uh i want to say unprepared for but maybe unprepared to talk about but the way the shoot off was going to go basically the the five spot round and then the vegas round were just qualification rounds they were going to take the top five scores from all of those they were going to combine them the top five scores were going to go to the shoot off so in the shoot off it starts off like a regular you know you're going to shoot regular three arrows they're going to take the uh you know pretty much anyone that shoots nines is out and then it's pretty much whatever the score is excluding X's. So you could even get a 30, 29, 28, 27, but pretty much tops out at 30 right there. No X counts or X count really doesn't matter. And so the first round uh, shot through and I believe, or, or I'm actually 100% certain, Rudy shot a 30, I shot a 30, Alan shot a 30. I don't know what our X counts were. And then Billy and Elliot shot 29s. So that right away uh, put it so there's only three of us left. Uh, Billy and Elliot are doing battle for fourth place. Um, the second round goes through, and we all shoot 30s again. Uh, I can't remember how many times this happens between the three of us, but surprisingly, Alan Brunetta, the Matthews pro, he ends up dropping... Uh, a nine and it totally changes like I don't know, it changes everything because I, I honestly thought Alan was probably going to be the guy to take it but you know we're shooting this like a, a 300 round 
outdoors. So you got like spray. It's strange lighting. There's like a little bit of wind. I don't think there's anything. I don't think Alan would use any kind of excuse to explain why that he dropped a nine. Sometimes it just happens, you know. It's still early in the in the indoor season for all this. So, um, yeah, Alan shot uh, shot his nine. Uh, me and Rudy then tied. And so, uh, and then me and Rudy went on to do battle for, I don't know how many ends. It was crazy. But one of the things that happened was, um, the, the organizer, Jeff, informed us that we were moving to inside out tens. So basically in inside out, I'm sorry, inside out X was going to, was going to score a 10 and everything else would score a nine. Well, me and Rudy were pounding X's and tens all day long, but none of them were inside out. So we we're kind of stalemating at 27, 27. And it's really, I mean, me and Rudy are good. I don't know if we're inside out X with a 27 good. I know we try, we do our damnedest, but I mean, you can really see, man, like the three pros that were there, me, Alan and Rudy, we did good, right? We did decent, but we did not do as good as a lot of pro shooters would do. You know what I mean? There's a lot of pro shooters, even non-pro shooters, that could shoot much higher scores than this. Now, maybe it's because it's early in the season, you know, early in the whole indoor thing. This is kind of our first indoor event. I know Alan himself is going to Jordan to shoot 50 meters. So, uh, you know, this is really not a high priority for him. He came down to just get the experience going so i mean that was pretty cool that for him to show up just to have another big presence there was pretty awesome so it came down to me and rudy and we're just going back and forth because you know me and rudy just can't shoot an inside out x to save our lives and uh yeah and it just kept going so let me see let me see if i can uh if i can introduce the if uh, well to tell you guys who won it, let me go get him. Let me get him. Okay, so uh, so you won the um, you won the Coyote Six Hundred. How did it feel? How's it going, Wendell? Yes, I did, uh, and uh, it was pretty. It was pretty amazing. It was uh, wasn't easy, you know. I had my 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 fair fuck my fair share of fuck ups. Uh, it definitely was a great a great event to figure out what I need to work on. Do I feel like I'm a little behind on this? Uh, yes, definitely. If you consider how other people are shooting, like especially the people in Washington, how they're shooting, it's like night and day different from like what we're doing right now. And um, it kind of shows us where we need to be and where we are not. So... It was a great, fun event, and it definitely showed me the holes in my game. My practice has been, I mean, just based off my practice, I was feeling really good about going into this event. I, uh, the way I practiced for this event was to shoot a Vegas five-spot face before work. I would try to wake up at 5 a.m., uh, shoot a Vegas five-spot face. If I could get two games in, then that's what I would do. Uh, endurance is not really... I mean, 90 arrows, that's all we had to do, 90 arrows. Endurance is not really a factor. At least it shouldn't be. So 
two five spot games is was kind of like my my go to, but on a Vegas face. I tried to. They sell these uh, these uh, faces at Lancaster. It's kind of cool because. One of the things I like to do when practicing is shoot more arrows and do less walking, you know, to go get arrows. So that's the that's how I did it. And um, granted, I was, you know, my practice scores are really good. But uh, right before this event, I kind of took a week off to go to Lake Tahoe with my family and really did not, you know, I didn't take a release aid and some D loop. I didn't do anything like that. I just went and cleared my brain. And you could kind of see it. Uh, I feel like my strong round was the five spot round. Um, even though I, I dropped an X, you know, um, if you consider it was like my second to last, there was a 300 in there somewhere, like a Vegas 300 in the beginning. But, you know, I, I'm all just trying to put the, here's just my silver, silver lining. Like brass tacks or like the real facts are like, um, this was not a very good, not a very good showing for me. Uh, I think if you had some guys like Mark Rubio there, or you had, I don't know, maybe an Alex Mueller, or uh, or Randall Killpack, um, there might have been a different winner, you know. But. None of those guys showed up. I think a lot of people getting ready to go to Jordan right now. So it just kind of played out the way it played. And it was really cool. And I got to say, everyone there is really cool to me. Really nice. I really appreciate everyone's support. Um, yeah, it was just really cool. Um, getting to shoot off with Rudy was awesome. Uh, as most of you know, Rudy's a really good friend of mine. And to see him match my score when the pressure was on, and when it was like on the line, when it was like do or die, it was pretty impressive. I think Rudy could have held out longer, but um, I think deep down he was just he just had enough. I mean, we went back to back for a lot, a lot of games or a lot of match, you know, a lot of rounds there, a lot of innings. So uh, yeah, that's how it went. And I don't want to sound too cocky, but I had actually planned. Um, a celebration song just for this event I had it in my mind that I would go in there I'll tell you guys in practice I was doing really good okay but there's two things practice and competition aren't always the same nerves come into play when you uh, start competing when you know when you're in a scoring competition and I found myself like lock you know my release tension the tension in my hands started locking up getting harder to break shots and it was something I thought I'd worked over but I had really just worked it over in practice. When you do it in competition, getting it over it in competition is a whole different monster. Or it's the same monster, you just have to do it again. I don't know. The other thing is I always practice at 5 a.m. before the sun comes up. So my shooting setup is really dark. Um, and there's a lot of little things on my bow that I had never noticed. One of them being my peep is actually a little crooked. <laughs> and I've been like talking a lot of crap about other people like oh dude just get your peep straight and quit fucking around with it you know i hadn't even noticed that my peep was crooked because i've been shooting in the dark basically for the last i don't know maybe three or four weeks so anyway uh celebration song uh this is going to be the song that I, i'm hoping will frame my indoor season for now uh let's see here 
can't touch this. Yeah. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. I'm just talking a little bit of crap. There's a bunch more indoor events coming up. There's the uh, AB Invitational. There's going to be the Impact Archery Shoot, uh, Money Shoot in Fresno. There's going to be a Spot Archery Shoot in Fresno. The Bay Area Open is going to happen again. Like, these are all big shoots. I hope I can get my crap together for all of these. Um, But it was really cool to go out there. I got to see a lot of people, and a lot of people gave me support about the podcast and stuff, and it was cool to just do good so that people can, you know, they can kind of figure out I'm not full of shit. I might be partially full of shit, but I'm not entirely full of shit, you know? Like, I'll get you... I'll get you up there. It might not be... It might not be to the, you know, tip-top pro level, but I'll get you up there. You guys just hang in there and keep, keep, keep listening to the show. So let's see. What else did I tell you guys? Um, let's see. Uh, we threw out some real wild fat jokes. Those were cool. Oh, okay. Uh, here's a cool question that I had from uh, a listener. He was saying like, hey, Wendell, you're always ranting and raving about the Matthews TRX. What do you think about the PSE Supra? Well, I've shot a PSE Supra. And I have shot 300s in competition with the PSC Supra. Uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of it. Um, but it's not the Bo's fault. I think different people, and they, they, they like a different feel of a bow. And I can kind of distill it into two types of bows. One being a bow that is very... I don't know, I guess it's like it's like dancing with a dead girl, all right? For the lack of a, a better analogy, um, where you're doing all the dancing and you're just holding this dead girl as you twirl around a dance floor. Um, that's what I would call the Matthews bow. All the movements are gonna be things that you put into it. The bow is not gonna give you a ton of feedback. It's not gonna fight you on a bunch of stuff. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna be neutral for the most part. And that's the thing I really like about it. It really allows me... And th- here's the thing. All, all bows, you can tailor to shoot your own way. Or to shoot how you like it. It just takes time. You, you know, you just got to figure out the, the intricacies of that bow. Do you need to add twists? You got to, you know, over-rotate the cams. You got to, you know, do whatever to get it to feel the way you want. You can do that. You can get that Matthews bow to not feel like a dead girl. All right. I know this is a really grim analogy. The PSC Supra is like trying to ballroom dance with Mike Tyson. All right. It's got much lower let off. So when you start to get lazy, or just lower let off, the holding weight, you're going to feel it in your fingers, right? You'll be holding 16 pounds or seven, probably 16 pounds, maybe 15 pounds in your fingers versus a Matthews, right? If you're shooting let off, like I'm shooting high let off mods, right? Uh, 80%. My holding weight is like 13 pounds. That's almost nothing. That's like a child's bow, right? The Supra, it's got 16 pounds, maybe 15 pounds. You're going to feel it in your fingers more. That that uh, when you release goes, that string's whipping off. That thing's going to crack. That bow's going to have a forward, just the limb geometry is going to have a forward, you know, momentum 
to it. It's like trying to ballroom dance with Mike Tyson. You fuck up a little bit, and he's going to slug you right in the kidney. So that's why I like the Matthews T-Rex. That's not to say it's a better bow. I have a friend who just got... He got a Matthews based on my recommendation. Well, maybe me and a couple people. But he got a Matthews, and he's been having a hell of a time shooting a 300 with it. And out of frustration, he set up a Supra, his old Supra that he's had for a year now, and bam, he cranked out a 300. And I think, you know, before I was shooting 300s with my Matthews, I had set up another bow as a project bow, and I got that one shooting really good. And between that and the Matthews, I kind of figured out what I wanted the bow to shoot like and then so I started doing these little tweaks to the Matthews bow you know got the higher let off mods uh, I changed my peep height I did all these little things to get it feeling just like how I wanted I think my buddy could do that with his Matthews bow also it just takes time and it takes time to figure out those little things if he wants to do that he can totally go down that route for now if it were me you know as much as it sucks to say, if you're shooting the good scores with the PSE or with the Supra, rock the Supra. Because in the very end, it really doesn't matter what bow you're shooting. What matters is the score that you're putting down and the way you're shooting the bow. Are you shooting the bow successfully? Or is that bow fucking slugging you in the kidneys all day? So, oh man, am I saying so a lot? Damn it. Anyway. There is that. So, even though I I say the Matthews bow is my favorite, like, you can get um, low let-off mods for a Matthews bow. That's easy. That's no problem. But there's other things. The hold is different, you know? The axle axle is different. The limb geometry is different. When you shoot the bow, it feels different. There's all these little things that come into play. So, you're going to have to, you know, make the decision on your own. One of the things I like to tell people is to pick the bow that all your friends have. You know what I mean? All your buddies are all shooting. If if everyone's shooting, uh, well, at the time, everyone was shooting a podium when I was starting to compete. So I got myself a white podium. And what did that mean? When, when I had an issue, I could ask someone, hey, how do you, how do you set up your podium? What's the secret? You know? And, uh, and they go, well, you know, I like to set mine up like this. My buddy John sets it up a different way. Uh, my buddy Emmy sets it up this way. So everyone had input. And, and that's not something you get when everyone's shooting a different bow. When everyone's shooting something different, then you're kind of getting more like generalized stuff. And I give you like little, little fine, intricate details. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like a lot of Hoyt guys, good example. They like to run like a quarter inch top cam advanced right I don't know why maybe it makes the bow hold better maybe it's placebo effect maybe it's creep tuning I don't know but that's just one thing white guys like to do you don't see that a lot with Matthew shooters you don't see it a lot with elite shooters at least not that I know of again I could be wrong but I'm probably not <clears throat> so yeah uh, let's see what else do we got Ah, how about a Rio joke, huh? Instead of the honey badger, 
They should call him the last chairbender. All right. Uh, let's see. I've already called Rudy a ton of names. Missing out the top unforgiveness. I've had a, I had a listener ask, what do you do when you're missing out the top? All the time. Now, peep sight, I've already gone into a lot of talk about peep sight. If you're missing out the top, I would think you raise your peep sight a little bit. But say you don't want to. Say you have already tied that peep sight in like Fort Knox. All right. And you're missing out the top. But let's say you're breaking in the 10 and it's still going off the top. I think you would have to play with your arrow rest. You'd have to start doing some group tuning and that would be either lowering your rest a little bit and seeing if that helps or raising your arrow rest a little bit and seeing that, seeing if that helps. Um, you could also do something. It could also be the balance of your stabilizers. You might have to add an ounce to the front, take an ounce off the back, add an ounce front and back. An easy one to do is just add an ounce to the front and see what happens. If your mass weight then becomes too much, take it off and adjust your back bar angle. You know, these are all little things that you can do. And it's really, it's all trial and error. Everyone does things their own way. You know what I mean? Or the answer for you might not be the answer that works for me. Um, I would hope my answers work for you because that's what this show is all about. So uh, I'm just going to keep saying so all night. And uh, that's pretty much... That's pretty much the wrap-up for the Coyote 600. I want to thank Jeff Jenkins. He uh, he put on a really great shoot. Um, that was a lot of fun. I want to thank everyone that showed up. Everyone that was, like, really nice to me. I am kind of an asshole, uh, just in general. And everyone was so nice to me. I almost felt a twinge of guilt for being such a... Just being such an overall dickhole to everybody. But I don't. You know, I didn't feel any guilt. Uh, who else to thank? The Predators guys. You guys are great. Uh, you know, it's always a good time shooting against you guys. Uh, I'm not going to talk a ton of crap. But, because um, I like you guys. You guys are pretty cool. Uh, fun group to shoot with. Uh, I, I'd hope to see some... Wilderness guys mix it up, but I know this kind of this shoots kind of South Bay is getting kind of far for wilderness guys. But hopefully, some of you predators guys will get out to some of the bigger shoots because that's where you're really going to start making a little bit of a leap forward. Um, you know the the indoor season is is pretty fun. Like the little circuit that goes on around here. There used to be a shoot in wilderness uh, or over at wilderness in Sacramento or Rockland also. And um, it's just awesome, you know, shooting against good shooters, um, trying to shoot a 300 under pressure. It's just how you get good, you know. I mean, it, it'll translate into your field, safari, archery, what have you. Um, it's, it's all it's right where it's at. Uh, very last joke of the day. <laughs> Real Wild's going to need pallbearers to carry his urn. And that'll be all, people. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, It was a great day. Uh, A lot of fun. If you guys have any questions, you want to hear me talk about any more stupid crap, hit me up on Instagram. 
Um, you know, thanks for showing the love. Uh, this, this event meant a lot to me, even though it's a very small, I mean, even though I shot open class, this was still kind of sandbagging, not to put anyone down, but it's just, there wasn't a lot of pros there. So it was kind of sandbagging, but for how shitty I shot, I think I was right in there. <laughs> it's right where I wanted to be. Because now I know what I need to work on. I hope everyone that shot this event knows what they would need to work on now, right? Definitely feeling like I'm getting locked up on my release. Like halfway through the day, I was like cursing myself for not listening to the Joel Turner thing more. Uh, or like straying away from it. But ah, you know, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll figure it out. That's the thing. No excuses. There's still a couple people. A couple people come up to me. And they just got to tell me why they missed you know <laughs> it's like hey no one needs to know the excuses right no one needs to know anything because everyone's trying to do their own thing you know everyone's trying to get that that arrow in themselves not to put anyone down right but uh honestly if you miss a shot just let it go it's not dwelling on it. it's not going to help you figure out why you missed it and fucking fix it right Dave Cousins said I don't give a shit what you have to do get that arrow in the middle and keep it there and there you have it you know that's I mean that's the name of the game however you have to do it I was chasing I want to say it was because of the wind but I was chasing clicks I felt like my arrows were starting to drift to the right the wind was blowing left to right so I was kind of giving it a couple clicks here and there then the wind wouldn't blow and I'd start to go the other way. I said, give it a, a couple clicks, go the other way. It wasn't blowing me out of the spot, you know, but I didn't not click my sight. I kept clicking. I, I want that arrow in the fucking middle, you know? Um, and then, oh, big shout out to Elliot, Elliot Lee. He was on my bail. Uh, you guys might know Elliot. He won, he won one of the, uh, it won like a 1440. I can't remember what the event was. That's what happens when you stop smoking weed. Your memory just goes right to shit. I was on the bail with Elliot. And during the five spot, Elliot, he was stroking. And stroking is like a, I guess it's like an F1 race car driver's term for doing really good. Could be a fishing term. I don't know. The guy that says this all the time is way into both. Elliot was stroking. And... It was really, like, a great thing to see uh, Elliot kicking ass. He was kind of in his element. He was really jiving with his with his bow. And then the Vegas face, after the five spot <laughs> wrapped up, I think, I think Elliot may have dropped one or two on the uh, five spot. But then the Vegas face came out, and I saw him start to struggle a little bit. And... I'm not going to, I'm not a psychologist. I can't get inside his head and tell you what it was. But the one thing I did see was the inner monologue start to kick up. And I could see Elliot talking to himself in his head. Like, not like, not like serial killer talking to himself. But you could see the frustration. You could see him struggle to break a shot or break a shot where his timing wasn't where he wanted it and then he was like mm, fuck damn or I mean he wouldn't he wouldn't actually physically say that but you could see it in his head and he was like why did that happen why did I do that 
and then the next shot would follow similar you know odd timing maybe the third shot was better but then the next end would come around and he would step up to the line and I could see it like that voice in his head was the thing that was it was holding him back from just doing his thing and um my instructor or my coach Obi-Wan Kenobi he told me that the shot that you are striving for is a dumb shot and what he meant by that was it was automatic it was one that you didn't have to think about and I think what he's talking about is it's like a focus thing when you start listening to the voice in your head your focus comes off of the target and it's almost like someone's talking to you while you're shooting and you're trying to engage in conversation while you're shooting um, the dumb shot that Obi-Wan talked about was there's no voice in your head there's no inner monologue it's just shooting it's just pure pointing and shooting and there's no you know there's no calculating there's no timing it there's no there's nothing you just it's just dumb shooting and and he said that's what we're striving for the dumb shot and one of the things I was really happy about with myself today I had a lot of dumb shots but I'm not going to say that voice didn't creep into my head also so Elliot you're not alone um when and it was cool was Elliot was able to overcome this voice or whatever the inner monologue was whatever the frustration was he was able to overcome it and he started shooting X's and 10's again came out of his slump and finished out really clean he ended up winning his shoot off with Billy to um to you know grab up fourth place so you know it just goes to show you don't count yourself out when things start getting rough um just shut the brain up shut that voice up get back to what you're doing focus Joel Turner said it best um you're shooting archery to focus get better at focusing so I hope this helped you guys this was a lot of fun it's a lot of fun for me to talk about I fantasized or I kind of like I don't want to say fantasy that's a weird word I visualized winning this event alright I knew there wasn't going to be the guys that can that have the ability to beat me my buddy Austin is way too far up north right now he's probably killing animals with a hunting bow um most of the other guys are either out of state you know it's just too far for for the guys that can that I know will beat me I think Mark Rubio might have been busy but um you know it's anybody's it's anybody's game I mean there there's at least three people that I can think of that could have beat me today the cards just fell in this in this way so uh I want to give a a huge shout out to Rudy Sandoval um I guess when a couple dollars are riding on the line, I guess three hundred dollars are riding on the line, you can see Rudy really, <laughs> really shoot damn good. Uh, I mean, between the two of us, we had almost shot a whole other three hundred round right there, and just the, us doing shoot off matches. It was awesome. Nothing I love more than going, than being on stage with my friends, and. Um, I got to do this with Rudy at the um, 
the broadhead shoot, the last chance broadhead shoot up north. And Rudy kicked my ass then, and it was awesome. It felt great. Alan kicked both of our asses then, and that was also awesome. Um, but we got to put on a show for people, and today was no different. We got to put on a show for like maybe 30 people, and it was just really cool. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed it. I enjoyed shooting with you, and uh, I hope to do it again soon. Thank you guys for supporting my podcast, as always. This is brought to you by DB Custom Coatings, Darren and Bet. They're my homies, my homies out of Napa. Uh, if you guys saw Elliot's bow this weekend, he has a Matthews TRX G2. That is a sick, sick color. It's like a gun candy green and gray. Uh, or green and... I, it's green and something. It looks freaking dope. Um, what's really cool, which was I was checking out on Elliot's bow, is it smooth? <laughs> it doesn't. It looks textured, but when you touch it, it's smooth. Uh, that was cool. So yeah, DB Custom Coatings. They mainly do bows now. They used to do firearms. They might still do firearms. If you you know if you're a gun nut and you want to um, look real pretty when you're running around on the range and shooting nine mils at uh, you know steel plates, that's cool too. You know, no hating here. No hating here. Um, I need some ideas for my bow, man. So I'm going to get my bow Cerakoted. I know I'm going to get my hunting bow Cerakoted, but, uh, Darren's shooting really good right now. So I don't want to overload him with too much Cerakoting work. <coughs> uh, last but not least, carbon craft stabilizers. You guys know, I'm always talking about them. They're the stiffest life bar for the money. Hands down the best. Um, I got a, two of them. I got a 30-inch bar and a 15 and a 10 in my bag at all times. I just lent them out so that people can try them out. Um, I'm going to lend them out to a buddy in just a little bit. So when I get them back, I'll let you guys know. If anyone wants to try them, come on and try them. They are the bomb. Uh, you can get them from Brian Webb at Impact Archery in Fresno or Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery in Petaluma. Uh, if you guys stuck with me this long, I applaud you. Give yourself a, a, a little clap and a pat on the back. You guys are awesome. Um, let's see. Does anyone know Rio Wild's favorite cracker? They're wheat thicks. <laughs> Good night, fuckos.